Once again, a big week in Clarksville. So many things going on. We need to break it down for you. This is your week, your news at Clarksville Now, original podcast. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. Joining me as always, the award-winning editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com. His mantle is filled. Chris Smith. Are we starting? Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here reading my email. I thought, man, this is taking forever. When is Ryan going to hit go on this thing? Come on. Got stuff to do. Just glaze over the nice intro I gave you. The yeah. award winning. His mantle is yeah, filled. Is, you know, and, and I don't have the, the velvet tongue that you do to talk about, you know, Ryan Pluckman, the great operations manager. You know, yeah. yeah, I'm so great. You are. You manage a lot of operations. I hear the screams that come from your office. I hear the wails from your employees who are yeah. Yeah. being verbally thrashed for all their misdeeds. I'm the nicest boss in Clarksville. You really are. Yeah, you I really, really am. No complaints yeah. made there. You get the uh, boss of the year award all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whole lot of stuff going on yeah. in Clarksville this week. I do want to point out something that happened that just goes to speak to the incredible growth of Clarksville. Mm-hmm. This is not a story on ClarksvilleNow.com yet. Uh-oh. Did we miss something? No. Um, well, oh. maybe. Um, <laughs> but the rest will be stories you can find on ClarksvilleNow.com. So this morning, um, Chris and I, the recording of this podcast, Chris and I attended the the pie breakfast, which mm-hmm. is very deceiving because there is no pie there at the pie no breakfast. There is no pie at the pie breakfast. Pie no. stands for partners in education. Mm-hmm. There was no pie, but a great breakfast. It was delicious. Yeah. And as I'm turning to, to go to the Wilma... Where I live, I have to kind of do a roundabout way to get there. And so mm-hmm. I'm turning from Dunbar Cave onto Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. And as I'm driving past Nashville State Community College, there's a Dollar General there. Oh, yeah. When did that pop up? Oh, yeah. yeah. I go downtown all the time. And that's the first time I've seen it. You know, you're not, you're really not in a viable community unless you have a Dollar General within sight distance, no matter where you are. Right. Yeah. You've got to always be in sight distance of a Dollar General. Did they, did they airborne that in? Did they attach yeah, it to a Chinook like, and yeah. then just dropped it off last it takes, night? I, I think it takes four Chinooks. <laughs> they one in each corner, kind of like in Dune, you know, they, they just drop it in very slowly. And um, yeah, it blew my mind. I'm like, I was, uh, as I'm driving, I'm going, if nothing else speaks to the incredible growth we're seeing in Clarksville, the fact that a Dollar General was just managed to pop up mm-hmm. in between the times that I have gone downtown yeah. and I go downtown frequently. Yeah. We ask people like, what has changed since you uh, were growing up in Clarksville? But now it's like, what has changed since the last time you drove downtown <laughs> one month ago? Right. Yeah. The correct answer is Dollar General next to Nashville yeah, State Community yeah. College. But, you know, actually that area does need a grocery store um, because mm-hmm. I mean there's not if you think about it, there's not really one near there the closest one is probably used to be the IGA right um, then there was a superfoods before that but really there's not another grocery store in between that area and the Lowe's Drive curve you're right and you kind of wonder when they're going to build something more downtown when you've got all of those students living down there right right you know, and lots of apartments. Yes, a lot of those know, apartments. And they need they need groceries nearby. Nothing you know? really in walking distance. Yeah. But we'll see if that changes soon yeah. enough. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that is not on ClarksvilleNow.com unless between yeah. the recording of this and Chris, you know, leaves and goes and types it up <laughs> on his. You know, uh, they. I I don't recall seeing a news release from Dollar General saying that they were going to be opening. So maybe that may be coming. Okay. All right. So yeah. hang in there. You may have scooped me. Yeah, I just scooped you. Yeah. That's not on ClarksvilleNow.com, but these 
are the top trending stories for this week on ClarksvilleNow.com. So the first one, um, we got tipped off to this by an anonymous uh, source. Um, apparently at the jail, a um, baby was born um, on Sunday afternoon, which, uh, you know, about a week ago, an inmate gave birth uh, alone in her cell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the source tipped us off to what had happened. She said that she heard the uh, heard the woman, you know, um, screaming and crying and saying she needed to go to the hospital. So you got a jail call. Yeah. What you got? Well, someone uh, someone no, used somebody, their one call to call no, no, no. you. This is somebody who's serving weekends. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Um, so there's some situations where you can, you know, serve weekends in jail instead of having continuous, you know, service for you right. know, minor infraction. Or if something. your one call is to ClarksvilleNow.com, thank you for your dedication to yeah. the community. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the, uh, the, apparently the woman was 35 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. and um, had uh, started having contractions and was calling for help and the jail staff um, checked on her and basically, you know, denied her request to go to the hospital, um, but continued giving her medical care. Um, and she ended up, um, when she was alone at some point, she had the baby. Now we had the initial story, you know, um, with confirmation from the sheriff's Mm -hmm. office about what, you know, some, some confirmation of what had happened, not a lot of details. Um, and then we had some anonymous information from the source, um, which, you know, we have basically have to check this stuff out, make sure that we trust the source's information. Right. Um, but we did also run that information by the sheriff's office. And at the time, they declined to give more information because it was still an investigation. Yeah. So then they, later they gave us a timeline. Okay, here's what actually yeah. happened as far as we know so far. You know, and um, the timeline was a, may, helped a little bit because, for one thing, she was in a medical pod, not just any old random jail cell. Everyone's thinking it's the old jail cell that they've seen on the tours of the old. Yeah, like no, I, I haven't seen the medical, medical pod, pod, so okay. I don't know if there's any great distinction between the medical pod and the regular inmate Well, one's cell. called the cell and the other one's called a pod. Pod no, leads yeah. you to believe that it's a little nicer, but who do, who knows? I mean, who knows, yeah. And, I've never um, been in a medical maybe pod. Maybe it's closer to the nurse's station. Maybe. Um, but the, uh, and they also said that they had just gone to check on her uh, 45 minutes earlier. They'd given her, you know, a, you know, a medical check and... I guess they figured everything was fine. They still mm-hmm. denied her request to go to the hospital. Yeah. Within that 45 minutes from when they went to check on her and the baby was born, you know, the baby was born alone in the cell. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and so, the, you know, imagine giving birth on, you know, I don't know if it's just on the bed or on the toilet or, or what. But in she, jail. In, in a jail yeah. cell by yourself. Now, it's odd because on the one hand, you know, no person should be giving birth in a jail at all. Right. Um, especially alone with no medical care. Right. On the other hand, it was only 45 minutes. You know, usually labor lasts several hours. Yes. Apparently the woman's, I assume the woman's water hadn't broke and she, you know, was having contractions, but this, the medical staff didn't feel like these were contractions close enough in time and frequency. Right. That she was about to go into labor. But apparently she went to labor really, really fast. So it's really hard. It, this is a hard one because, you know, it, it shouldn't be happening. It seems like somebody 35 weeks pregnant shouldn't be in a jail. Well, but, yeah, but that's uh, a five week, you know, you've got a five week gap there. Yeah. And so do you have someone who's serving time in jail, but also pregnant into Nova for five weeks? Yeah. Yeah. What do you I, do? I don't know. What, what did the sheriff's department say about why this woman was denied access to the hospital they why didn't they didn't specify they didn't why she was denied um um taking her ta- you know being taken to the hospital 
The anonymous source told us that um, the staff was telling her these were probably Braxton Hicks contractions. And for those of you who don't know, Braxton Hicks contractions are they are there are contractions where the uterus is contracting, but it's right. like they're it's like your uterus is practicing right getting ready yeah. to um for, for labor. So you can right. have Braxton Hicks contractions, you know, several days, you know, right. I guess a week, I don't know how long before you actually go into labor. Right. But it's deceiving and 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 the contractions where you're going to labor become they're much more regular and they increase in frequency. Right. So yeah, um, I don't know. That's that's a tough one because that is that is a very short period of time to go from we don't think you're in labor to within forty five minutes there's a baby. Right. And I know labor is different not only for each woman but each mm-hmm. time you're in labor. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've witnessed labor three times. It was mm-hmm. four times too many. And each <laughs> each one was completely different mm-hmm. from the first time. I remember when my wife started contractions and. I was half asleep and I'm counting. I'm going, no, those are like 45 seconds apart. We better get to the, mm. to the hospital. And then two hours later, we have a, we have a kid to oh, other times. That's, that's when it was, yeah. Uh-huh. My wife doesn't have a whole lot of combined labor time between mm. the three, the three kids. It's yeah. like maybe 10 hours worth of total labor time. Mm. So some move faster than others. Each, each one is different. So I not knowing what the credentials are of the staff at the at the jail that were saying like, ah, it looks like Braxton Hicks. I don't know if it's I don't know their qualifications. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. You'd like to think that babies wouldn't be born in the Montgomery County Jail, really yeah. not equipped for it. Well, they had um, medical staff. Um, so medical staff and a nurse. The nurse was a LPN. OK. Or a licensed practical nurse. Yeah. Um, they conducted two assessments of the woman uh, before she gave birth. So, yeah. It, now, another argument that, that I've seen made is that, well, the the medical staff should trust the mom. They should trust the woman. If the woman is saying, I need to be in a hospital, I think I'm about to give birth, you should listen to the mom. This is the also the place. But this is also the place where if you ask anybody there, they're innocent. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is not... This is an unusual situation, yeah. right? Yeah. How do you walk that fine line between wanting to believe, but also in a situation where everybody wants to get out of there? Mm-hmm. Jail is not a nice place. No, I, no. As you drive by the Montgomery County Jail, you don't go, is that a five-star hotel? Right. No, you go, that's a jail. Mm-hmm. And how do you, as an, as, as a, as an employee of, of a deputy who's working at the jail... How do you not get swindled, for example? Mm-hmm. 35 weeks, right? Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going into labor. I want to go to the hospital. Of course, you want to get out of jail. No one wants to spend time there. Yeah. So you have to walk that line when there's always, and not all prisoners are dishonest, but come on. He asked nine, nine out of ten are going to tell you they didn't yeah, do it. But, but it seems to me, bottom line... A woman shouldn't be giving birth in a jail cell. I think everybody can agree with that. You know, I think you're only your most hardened, heartless people be like, yeah, have let them have babies in jail. Yeah. I think we all agree. But again, what do you do? Mm -hmm. It seems like this is an extraordinary set of circumstances where staff Mm -hmm. helped. They didn't, they didn't see things that were leading them to believe that they were full contractions. And then 45 minutes later, I mean, seriously, that's quick. Yeah. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. So I don't know. Is it's, there, uh, there going to be an investigation or something into this? Or are yeah. they hoping that we forget about this and move on to Taylor Swift's movie coming out to theaters? <laughs> in a, in a um, week? I mean, the, the the jail has not said that 
they they basically conducted a review of the situation, um, and that's what their review found. But um, oh, by the way, the inmate and the baby are both uh, in good condition or good. were under hospital care on good. Tuesday. Um, but as far as any further things that are going to happen, it's possible. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I hope at least I'm glad that I'm glad we reported on it. I'm glad they looked into it. I'm glad everybody took it seriously mm-hmm. and that everybody's very aware that this happened because this is the kind of thing that the community needs to know about and that the, you know, the sheriff's office, I think they would agree. That's a pretty extreme incident. We need right. to look into that, review it, learn from it. Right. And try to keep that kind of thing from happening again. This is not the third or fourth story we have about babies born at the Montgomery County Jail on Clarksville now. If you go to the search bar and type in babies born in Montgomery County Jail, this is the only story that's going to pop up. Yes. Well, well I've, I've, I have heard tell of other situations which we have not yet been able to report on, but... There may be more. Oh, so you're saying, okay. So well, as of the know. reporting, the recording <laughs> of this podcast, you can only get one story. Uh, yes. The, but yeah, I won't forswear that there might not be more coming. Clarksville now is looking into it. So just yeah. know you may have a Dollar General story to look at and you may have more babies born in the jail. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, uh, so hopefully um, that kind of thing won't happen again. Um, but anyway, so other stuff um, this in the last week. We got word that a doctor in Clarksville is going to serve seven years in federal prison, speaking of jail, uh, for health care billing fraud. Okay, break this down. So this is Dr. Samson Arusa. Um, He got in huge trouble um, a few years ago um, when he was convicted of um, basically running a pill mill um, during the opioid height of the opioid crisis. So years ago, he gets in trouble for basically giving pills to everybody. Mm -hmm. You get pills, you get pain pills. And he was out on Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. um, He was charged in 2018 with 45 criminal violations. Uh, He was convicted um, on on a bunch of those charges, not all of them. Uh, but basically, he he was convicted on all of that, and th- but separate from that, he was also charged okay with healthcare fraud. So they weren't like, "Hey, well, we found you guilty of giving pills to everybody and their grandmother. You can go back and practice." And that's when this stuff, all this stuff, kind of happened at the same time. Once, yeah. and now, yeah. but he guys got sentenced yeah. on so this. So he got he got charged on the um, pill mill stuff. Yeah. Separate from that, he got charged with overbilling Medicaid. Oh, I say Medicaid. I think it was Medicare. Yeah. Um, but basically, overbilling um, federal insurance, um, providing unnecessary services, um, unnecessary office visits, um, having his patients visit his clinic as many as six times a month for unnecessary steroid injections, um, altering uh, progress visit notes for his patients to justify higher billing rates. A lot of stuff like that. Oh, so. Yeah, and this this kind of goes to show you don't mess with the federal uh, health insurance. No, you do not. Stuff. He's probably thinking like they'll never catch they'll me. Never notice. I'm they a doctor in Clarksville. It's the federal government. Right. They, they don't notice these things. The next thing you know, a black SUV shows up and a bunch of guys in, in black body armor and M16s are at your door. Yeah, and you then know? they leave with a bunch of boxes full of paper. Exactly. Which is like the last thing you want to see when the feds are leaving your office <laughs> right. with boxes full of paper. Right. And it's the last <laughs> thing you want to see when you're in the waiting room yeah. for said doctor. Like, does he still have time to see me? Because I've been waiting for a while for this appointment. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, healthcare fraud is no laughing matter. Um, it's, uh, yeah, they took it very seriously. What was he sentenced time-wise for operating a pill mill? 
See, you're asking you have me to a research that? question. You're having, I didn't yeah, know if that yeah, was in the story. I figured you're so thorough. They call <laughs> you Chris Thorough Smith that you would have had that in there. Uh, I mean, oh, it's, we had a link back in. Yeah. It. Did you have a link back in well, there? Yeah, of course, I have well, a link. Well, of course, you got a link to everything. Back. Well, then you just click the link and then I'm going to kill some time. Um, Chris and I just want to take this moment, let everybody know we do not sanction any of these activities. We think this is horrible. Uh, thank goodness for the, ju- the criminal justice system working. You know, I can't find the actual uh, oh, sentencing. Oh, come on! But he faced up to 20 years in prison okay. on right. each drug-related count and up to okay. 10 years on the fraud and laundering. And so 20 per count, and he was convicted on... Bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, bum. 13 counts. Okay, so let's just say it's a while. He's going to be in jail, sorry, prison for a while. 26 counts. He's going to be in prison for a while. Yeah. You yeah. probably won't be seeing him walk in the, hall, the, walk in the streets of Clarksville anytime yeah. soon. So, yep, so... Let that go uh, lesson for you. Don't prescribe people. Don't overprescribe people with opioids. And don't and, try to, to to defraud the federal government yeah. out of money. Yeah, because they will come for <laughs> right, you. Exactly. Perfect example of that right there. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next story. Uh, we will possibly soon be getting another elementary school. So, you know, really, we need to be building another one of these every year. Um, we have yeah, we're behind. over six hundred new kids, net new kids every year, right? In the Clarkson Montgomery County yeah. school system, that that just I mean, and six hundred kids. Well, how many kids can you fit in elementary school? About six to eight hundred, right? So we really need to be building. Unless we want to just load up every campus with portables, we really need to be building a new school every year. Yeah, the process needs to be sped up because mm-hmm. it seems like anytime we think we're catching up. Mm-hmm. And these schools are being built. Well, by the time those those new schools open, mm-hmm. they're already at capacity. Yeah. And the schools around them are at capacity. Mm-hmm. And it just does seem like there's a process. It's taking a lot of time to get that process of looking for land and mm-hmm. then designing. And then this, like, they have to speed it up in Clarksville's case. And it's almost like we have to do a project where we do three at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, to catch up with where we need to be. We need to approve three elementary school campuses mm. and start building them now. I think it was Kirkwood. Somebody was, um, I was there was some conversation I was um, hearing uh, where school officials were discussing um, upcoming plans. And somebody said, well, Kirkwood was built, you know, with the possibility of, to expand it, right? And they said, yes, that was in the plan we had to go ahead and build the expansion as part of the initial, because by the time they got to the construction phase, it was like the demand has increased so much that they needed to go ahead and give up on their plan to expand and go ahead and build the expansion into the existing school. Right. We've had schools in this system open with portables. Yeah. On day one, opening day with portables outside Uh already. So Yeah. yeah, we've got to stay ahead of this. I mean, if you want to talk about conservative fiscal management, What's conservative is paying attention to your budget, knowing what's coming, prepare for it, and make sure that financially you're set up to handle everything responsibly, not so you're at the last minute after the fact scrambling to pay your bills. Right. That is not, there's nothing conservative about scrambling to pay your bills after the fact. Um, planning and careful planning and, and pr- anticipating the future and building for the future. That's conservative fiscal policy. Chris just threw all that out there. Cause he's tired of getting called the lefty on, on Facebook. Yeah. Don't breaking. call me a lefty. I'm sitting here telling you what wise fiscal management is. 
crafty. <laughs> you know, if we keep building schools. Eventually, there will be a Chris Smith Elementary because we'll just run out of names to name the yeah, things after. Really? Um, and can we please, please stop naming schools after compass points? What do you mean? Northeast? Northwest? Pick a name. We Come haven't had Southwest yet. <sighs> no. Southeast. We, no, don't. That is a horrible idea. You know how many people have gotten confused? Newcomers getting confused about like Northwest. I thought we were talking about Northeast. You know, right. Just, you know, just pick it. Come up with a name. Well, call it the <laughs> the Billy Dunlop Elementary. Call it the they'll get Jimmy around Hendrix to that. Elementary. The Frank um, Sutton Sutton Elementary. That's a we we need a Frank Sutton. We need, yeah. we need a, yes, we do need a Frank Sutton Elementary yeah. School. But no, and I, I think you're right. We have to have a plan. So mm-hmm. I once again I know I'm sorry I got stuck on the name thing. You got stuck on the name thing. <clears throat> um, I know Montgomery County commissioners listen to this bad boy. They don't listen. Uh, yeah, they do. You got yeah, the messages to prove listen. it. <laughs> What's up, David Shelton? Thanks for listening. All that stuff. It's time to. It's time though to have an expansive plan. Mm-hmm. This could be. I was thinking about this the other day. Well, now, now there is a plan. It's just that the county commissioners don't always adhere to it. Well, they, they, have they to, keep right. They keep kicking the ball down the right. down the road. They're they're getting better, but they they still kick it down a little bit. I was thinking about this the other day. I would never want to follow up Jim Durrett as county mayor. Worst job in the world, right? Because mm-hmm. you got a guy that brought us to downtown Commons, mm-hmm. F&M Bank Arena. Mm-hmm. You, you had you know cooperative government between the county and the city. Like, I can't say a bad thing about Jim Durrett. Look at all he accomplished in eight years. Mm-hmm. You got to follow that up. This is where West Golden could be his thing. Okay, He could streamline the school building process. I'm okay with calling the next elementary school West Golden Elementary. I'm fine with that. So it's not West Golden Elementary. Right. West. Not West. And then North West. Golden Elementary. <laughs> no, but I think working together and, and understand that this problem's not going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to worry about, well, if we, if we put three schools into, the, into construction, are we going to fill them? The answer is yes. Yes, you um, already filled them. Right, exactly. <laughs> the kids are waiting for a place to be. Exactly. Yeah. This, could, this could be your legacy. Merrick Golden, this is your chance mm. to not just be the guy who didn't have to screw up all that Jim Durrett put into motion, mm-hmm. to actually be known for something fantastic. This could be the start of your legacy, mm-hmm. working with the county commission and finding a way to streamline how schools are approved, mm-hmm. and let's start building schools. We got the money for it. Mm-hmm. So let's is, do it. Is is that a gauntlet you're holding in your hand? I'm holding a gauntlet. You're holding a gauntlet. In my hand. Don't don't drop that gauntlet. I will not. All right. We we've got the money. <laughs> let's build those schools. Because as a spouse of a teacher, yeah, yeah, I, I hear all too well the stories of portables. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's funny because you will see where there's more portables, and, mm-hmm. and parents see how many like parents don't want their kids in a portable, right? That's when the calls get made to the county commission. Like, you better do something about this. I don't want my kid in a in a mobile in a portable mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, so let's get it done. Yeah, yeah. It's it's portables are not a popular thing. Nobody um, likes them. No. Um, so speaking of schools, this is something we've spoken we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And this I thought this is one of the weird chances where I ended up covering a um, school board meeting. Normally, I I stay behind the scenes. And- Have you gotten too big for school board meetings? <sighs> 
Yeah. Well, if like, listen, I'm the editor really... in chief. I don't cover school board meetings. Yeah. I mean, to get in the weeds uh, in my career, I didn't start out as a reporter. I started out as a copy editor back when copy editing was a thing. Okay. So I've always been more of a desk jockey than a, uh, a paper and pad guy going to meetings and covering You ever stuff. had a fedora with a press pass sticking on the I brim? actually do have a fedora with a press pass, <laughs> but only, uh, it was only like a Halloween. It was, it was in the early 90s when fedoras were kind of a cool thing yeah. when college kids. And, I don't know uh, if they were cool in the well, 90s either. They were, they were yeah. hipster, right. 90, 90s hipster thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I, I put a little card in there that says press that I use for sometimes <laughs> Halloween stuff. But anyway, um, so I've never, I've never really done a lot of actual meeting coverage myself, yeah. except in a pinch. And I've ended up over the decades doing a lot of in the pinch yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I was at the uh, school board meeting when this uh, came up and it was an interesting thing because at this school board meeting, there were some, uh, during the public comment period, there were some people yelling about some things. Not having to do with recess, about other stuff. So Is it like a WWE wrestling pre-show interview? Remember those old ones? Yeah. Where Hulk Hogan would point and scream? Yeah. So they were being... What were they screaming about? I wouldn't say they were... uh, I don't want to get into that. Um, I I wouldn't say they were screaming, but they were being very uh, hostile to the school board. Because the television probably told them something. And they Mm -hmm. they, they knew just enough to be dangerous... Mm-hmm. And then they started to yell and scream about something yeah. they heard so on they television. Were, they were, they were, I would say, posturing. They were had basically a rude, hostile approach to things. Yeah. And then this group of, uh, rec- they call them the recess moms, um, this group of parents who are very interested in the uh, school system expanding recess opportunities, mm-hmm. they had a very um, sort of a, um, pl- they had a plan going in. Yeah. And they each came up and spoke. And this was great, very interesting to see how uh, public interacts with the government. Yeah. Because they were all so polite. Yeah. And so constructive. And they were complimentary of the school system. They were complimentary of the board. They were saying, we would greatly appreciate it if you would consider this program. Here's how, you know, it didn't work before. I know you tried a pilot before, but that pilot wasn't exactly done the way it could have been done. And they were being very um, encouraging and constructive yeah. in their uh, argument. Not, right. The TV told me that, you know, right. Yeah. right. It yeah. was, it, and it was a neat to see the, and, and as a result of that, the, you know, after the uh, meeting or the next day, the school system said, yes, we're going to sit down with the parents and have a discussion <sighs> about maybe how we can move forward and, um, you know, see if we can do something different. Are you saying, Chris, that being calm and rational and having a well-thought-out discussion yielded results and screaming and hollering things you half-understand didn't? Hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. That when you want somebody, when you want to persuade somebody to do something, screaming in their face is... uh, isn't the way to do it. It Imagine generally doesn't that. get things done. Like your grandma would always say, you can catch more flies with honey. Catch more flies with honey. Than you do with vinegar. Yeah, but yeah. it was neat. For such a large group, they seem to have a really tight control on, hey, if you're going to be speaking, you need to be polite. You need right. to be, you know, uh, make it constructive. We're there to persuade. We're not there to yell. We're not, right. not there to embarrass or to right. uh, cr- criticize. I was shocked because I did read this story on ClarksonNow.com. I was shocked that it's 15 minutes worth of recess. Yeah, yeah. Which so really isn't enough. 
School system's argument is that all they can do is the bare minimum for recess Mm -hmm. under the state guidelines um, because there are so many state mandates that they have to adhere to. And um, so I know they're frustrated. I know they're, they're trying to pack a lot into a school day. You know, it's not like we're one of these small counties in Tennessee where we've got one or two schools. Right. How many schools do we have now? Is it 32? 70 million. We have a lot of schools. Yes, there's a lot of them. We have an insane number of schools. I know we have just shy of 40,000 students as of this morning. 40,000 students. That's a lot to manage. Yeah. Um, so and they've got all these state mandates because, you know, state legislators like nothing more than to throw their weight around on education topics right. that they know nothing about. <laughs> so they are to have laid down all these mandates yes, that yeah. the school system has to to make room for right. in the school day. And, as, and as, a lot of those, by the way, are kind of half thought out. And so there's a lot of half. policies that That's are implemented. Well, yeah, a quarter thought out and they implement these things without thinking of the repercussions or the reality mm. of these guidelines that they set forth. Mm. And, and nine times out of 10, these mandates don't ever think about, will this be streamlinable for the faculty? Will this make a teacher's life easier no, it just makes it more complex and more yeah, difficult. You're just adding, you know, you throw down all these rules and mandates and then you expect teachers to be, you know, happy with their work and have all kinds of flexibility to be innovative. It's like, no, you just basically tied their hands. Right. You know, you, you basically put them in a corner and said, you must do X, Y, Z, A, B, D. And, and now what it. are they going to do? Right. I mean, you, you right. just told them how to do their jobs. Right. There's no freedom. There's no innovation to tr- try other stuff. Now, that so, being said, we have fantastic teachers in CMCSS. And, and I think, you know, I'm married to one of them. I, I think the, um, so the school system has basically brought recess down to just this bare minimum. The right. parents say there's room for more. Um, there's room for another 25 yeah. minutes of recess in the day. School system says, ah, I don't think so. So there's, they're, there's looking at what the parents are pushing for is for another pilot program. Yeah. Try it again, try it a different way because there are other systems in Tennessee where there is more time given to recess, right? Um, about twice as much as what uh, Clarkson Montgomery County offers. And of those, I think there are five systems that give more recess than we do. Of those five, three of them have better test scores than CMCSS. Interesting. And that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. If they would have presented, hey, here's five districts that have more you know, recess time than CMCSS, and they're all not getting our test scores, then that kind of wraps things up like, yep, okay, yeah. that's it. But the fact that three of them are getting better test scores, I think when it comes to recess, I look back at when I went to elementary school, which was a long time ago. Let um, me guess, you, you loved being chained to a desk and sitting still for six and a half hours a day. No, <laughs> we had we had two 15 minute. Re- we had a total of an hour. So wow. 15 minutes in the morning, half hour at lunch, 15 minutes in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you got to play tetherball and mm-hmm. four square mm-hmm. and chase around the gymnasium like 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 we had like the old school you know mm-hmm. dueling with pistols no not that yeah. but you know the jungle gym and that sort of yeah. thing so i was really shocked that it was only 15 minutes and i think if you're going to look at recess i think the most the priority is elementary school mm-hmm. you want to give everybody a, a, some breaks but i think the priority really in the focus needs to be on elementary school and yeah. getting those kids a chance to it is so hard to sit still for so long. Yeah. And giving, I can't do it. No, you can't. I've seen him bounce around the office because he yeah. can't sit still. But to have kids sit still for all but 15 minutes, 
I think that'll make the teacher's job easier as well. Mm-hmm. Let those kids go run outside, burn off some energy for yeah. 15 minutes at a time, have them come back in. And Billy's, you know, going crazy and, you know, won't sit still and is yelling and hollering. It's, it's you know, it's because Billy needs to freaking get up and run around. Yeah. Let yeah. him burn some energy, run outside, scream and yell, and then come back in and calm and, you know, and maybe listen for a little while. Right, you know? exactly. So it's great that they're looking into this, and, mm-hmm. and who knows, some changes might happen. I think the uh, it's worth studying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a serious study. The the when I heard about what they did with the previous pile, I was like, ah, that doesn't sound like they really d- explored yeah. it as fully as they should have. I think they need to try again and um, see what they can make of it. And, you know, of course, the real solution to this will be get the state legislature to stop sending down so many education <laughs> mandates. Right, 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 you know, right. I mean, instead of sending out education mandates, how about the entire state legislature goes and volunteers in a school one day a session? That would change everything. <laughs> that should. Or or they need to have a teacher like they say before we introduce this, we're going to and not. Not an administrator, just grab a random teacher, mm-hmm. like so-and-so at Burt Elementary School. Hey, real quick, you want to look this over? Tell us what, how this would really affect your yeah. day-to-day What's the work. actual impact of that? Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so hopefully that'll uh, um, yield some results. Yeah. Um, all right, and uh, now we can move on to food. Um, mm. Have you ever had Egyptian food? I have not had Egyptian food. I don't know What's if kind I've of, had Egyptian food or not. What is kind of the Egyptian food thing? Like, what is, what is their... You're going to ask asking, me to pronounce oh, things, for aren't pizza. you? No, no, no. Like, like what, what, is the, what, is their, what is their big deal? So the, uh, what's going on here is that there was a family. Um, they were living in Egypt. Okay. Um, moved from Egypt to Nashville to mm-hmm. provide their children a better education. Yep. Pursuing the American dream. Yeah. They got to Nashville and they're like, wait a minute. This Clarksville seems a lot better. Yes. They said one of the reasons that they decided to come to Clarksville is it has a more calm, relaxing lifestyle and a declining crime rate, <laughs> which I'm laughing because I know that's true. Right. People in Nashville know that's true. The uh, TBI stats say it's true. The CBPD stats say it's true. Cl- crime is on the decline yes. in Clarksville. Say by, it again. Say it by, again. But not just by rate. But also by actual numbers of reported crime. Say it crime again. Crime is on the decline yeah. in Clarksville. That's what the stats say. Yes. Yeah. And um, so anyway, that's one of the reasons that they came here yeah, is okay. because crime yeah. is dropping. Yeah. Um, but uh, he had always dreamed of opening a restaurant. Saw that hey, there's not an Egyptian restaurant in Clarksville. At least what I don't know if there was at the time or not. Um, but we'll get to that. Yeah. The uh, and so he decided to open it. So um, it's authentic Egyptian food. It's on Tiny Town Road. So. It's called Egyptian, but a lot of these dishes are, you know, from the surrounding okay. uh, area. So yeah. they have heroes, um, chicken and beef what? shawarma. Heroes. They're not he- like heroes like this, like a sub sandwich. Yeah. Do you want to call them gyros? No, they're called euros. Heroes. Okay. Not heroes. Heroes. It's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man's not on the menu. <laughs> it's euro. I have this visual image of Spider-Man <laughs> up on a pole, somebody cutting slices of him off with a knife. Like heroes. I've never heard I've, anyone pronounce it a hero. I, I've always called them heroes. Heroes. Uh, I, I know how to spell it, but I don't pronounce it that often. Heroes. Okay, heroes. So I guess the G is silent. Whatever. Okay. It's a soft G. Soft G. Heroes. Um, so can I tell my story now? Please t- uh, beef shawarma, falafel, uh, chicken and beef kebabs, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, kofta, uh, lamb shank, 
and macaroni bechamel are okay. listed on the recipe. Um, and I'm also down. A bunch of desserts. I'm game to try it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, the photos of this are, you know, the food looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, photos are on clarksvillenow.com. Uh, Kashari. Yeah. Um, they also have that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's up on Tinytown Road um, in uh, North Clarksville, so give that a shot. Um, it looks like it'd be a really interesting place. Now, there was another Egyptian place for a while, um, King Tut Coffee yeah, yeah. on uh, Providence Boulevard. Yeah. And that place was pretty good. I, I liked it. They had some really good um, uh, Egyptian coffee. There you you need to go try this new place, though. I do. Because you, you and your wife are living in the empty nest right now. We are. So all you have... Is each other. That's right. And you got plenty of time to go, you know, and, play, and go eat together. Yeah. yeah. I, do have, I do have more time, but not plenty of time. I, <laughs> I, I am volunteering in way too many organizations right now. Well, um, when, you st- when you learn yeah. how to say no, yeah. you'll have better, uh, you know, more time and you'll be able yeah. to, you know. To actually go yeah. enjoy this. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, Philomena, it's a Philomena Egyptian is what it's called. All right. And they so, serve what? Uh Giros. <laughs> That's still not as bad as hero. <laughs> Calling them heroes. So the last hero. story we've got going on. Um, I love this story. This is my favorite story of oh the whole gosh. week. Why is this not the top, top story? Well, on because I'll put it at the end because I knew you would want right, to end with something fun. Right. So there's this little girl. She's six years old. Mm-hmm. She's in first grade. Here in Clarksville. Uh, yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, her name is Adelaide. All right. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, yeah. but Adelaide. Um, it's not... If you have a soft G in your name, Chris is never getting it yeah. right. <laughs> so um, she is uh, She's in first grade. She's um, sitting at this tree um, playing in the dirt, yeah. and uh, as uh, first graders want to do, and a little boy named Trevor came up yeah. and said he wanted to be uh, her boyfriend. Ooh. But here's the clincher. Yeah. He gave her a ring. Wow. Yeah. Way to go, Trevor. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So That's Adelaide, a bold move, Trevor. Bold move. Bring in the ring. I like this kid's guts. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the so Adelaide, very impressed with this ring, yeah. um, broke up with her existing boyfriend, she had had that boyfriend since kindergarten. Wow! And she dumped him because of the for Trevor for the ring. Uh huh. Yeah. But she brought a ring. Must have been some heck so of a ring. She uh yeah. So she uh, went home and showed her mom this ring. Her mom's like, oh, that's cute, and looks at the ring, and it's a pretty nice ring. It's got a stone in it, and she's thinking, this also feels kind of heavy. I don't think this is metal <laughs> and glass. <laughs> Um, this may, let me hold on to this ring for you, Adelaide. So she goes, just as a parent, you always have those moments where your kids will bring home something from school. They'll say something. You just go like something does not seem right. So Adelaide's mom, mom, look, Trevor gave me this beautiful ring. And I'm sure Adelaide's mom is like, honey, this, hold on. Let me me take a look at this real quick. Hold on here. Yeah. So she goes on Facebook and uh, the Facebook group, I guess, at the school and says, hey, is anybody, the, is, are the parents of Trevor uh, happen to be missing a ring and post a photo of the, yeah. the ring and, yeah. and um, gets contacted by uh, Trevor's mom who had sat Trevor down and said, Trevor, did you give somebody a ring? And she said, oh, that must have been another Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love this kid. I love Trevor. And she looks at the ring and she's like, wait, that's my grandmother's ring. It must have been another Trevor. It must have been another Trevor. Trevor apparently had found his great grandmother's engagement ring during a visit to Alabama. And had uh, said, oh, that's a nice ring. I think I'll give that to Adelaide and win her heart. So he uh, stole his great-grandmother's wedding ring, and um, or engagement ring, and, and gave it to his girlfriend. First of all, to Adelaide's mom, what a fun little, <laughs> like, what is going on here experience must have been for you. Yeah, uh, Trevor's parents? Yeah. Enjoy every moment of that rambunctious <laughs> young man's life. Uh, he is going to be a handful in a very good way. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little no. romantic. He's a romantic. You know, finds a beautiful piece of jewelry. He's like, I will win the heart of a woman. <laughs> I love that. I, oh God, I would just oh, yeah, to only have witnessed. That moment when Trevor's mom sits him down and goes, honey, listen, did you give a little girl at school a ring? That must have been another <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> what tipped you off to this story? Um, we got somebody saw it on Facebook on one of the moms groups. And yeah. And um, circle back. And we knew people who knew people who, you know, we were able to about, contact some of the yeah. parents to get the story. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, so have we known awesome. like how, how, how many weeks is Trevor grounded? Do we know, <laughs> do we know what happened? I mean, cause we know that the sentence of, the, of people earlier in this, in this podcast, but have we known what's what happened <laughs> no, to Trevor? How long is going to go? To how jail? long is he grounded? Um, I, I don't know how. I don't. I, surely he's not grounded. My hope is that you know he has to go to his great grandmother and say, "I'm sorry, Nana. I I took this ring." Yeah, you know, and, just put it back, Trevor. She won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes a whole. She wouldn't even know where that was. Just put it back. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's such a fantastic story. So you, you know what. It, needs to happen here. What? These two need to stay in contact. Oh, yes. And, you know, maybe the fates will align. You never know. In 20, 30 years from now, yeah. he'll say, hey, Adelaide, I gave you this ring once, and now I want to give you this ring again. I remember so when that's my... That's when he'd say, Yeah, it just yeah. come back together. I remember when my daughter Ava was in preschool, mm -hmm. and she went to the St. Bethlehem Methodist Preschool, right? It's a great preschool. All of our kids went there. And uh, she had a classmate at St. St. Bethlehem Methodist, um, the, 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 the preschool there. His name was Walter. And mm -hmm. Walter was rather smitten with, with Ava. And so Walter gave Ava a necklace for Christmas one year. And that was like the first gift that a boy had ever given one of my, one of my daughters. Yeah. Right. And how old and, was she? Uh, she was, Oh God, preschool. So it would have been oh, like, preschool. So yeah, like four or five, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah. like four or a five. Necklace. Wow. And so years later, we are at a Clarksville high school wrestling meet mm. with, with my son and my daughter, Ava's there and my, mm. and my wife's there. And then we see this, this, huge young man, this high school kid, just massive, all muscles, all grown mm -hmm. up. And I'm like, why does that kid look familiar? 
Well, that was the Walter who gave Ava oh, the necklace wow. all those years ago, and they had a chance to see each other for a couple of minutes, and yeah. that was about it. But it was, <laughs> it was so funny. Did so, they both remember this incident? Or I, you know, I don't. I, I think Ava remembers it. Well, I think Walter remembers giving her the necklace and stuff. I mean, it didn't rekindle any romance. I mean, they're yeah. not getting married anytime. Well, are you soon. sure that that wasn't uh, a necklace that he stole? You know, from a pawn shop or something? Or I don't know. Not that you say it. My wife will know exactly the details to the story yeah but I, I i don't it wasn't i don't think it was you don't think so i don't think so but yeah mm-hmm. there was no there was no you know they didn't re- reconcile and you yeah. know i remember all those years ago at preschool and he gave me that <laughs> necklace and you broke my heart <laughs> you didn't hold my hand at recess <laughs> they both grew up to be amazing yeah. uh, young people who are doing incredible things well but. hopefully adelaide and uh, trevor's relationship survives <laughs> the, uh, his uh, his larceny <laughs> attempt can't imagine going back to school and being like, "Hey, Adelaide, I'm just gonna, I'm need that back." I know I gave you that, gave you that ring, but my mom told me I gotta give yeah. that back to my great grandma. Oh, no. Tre- Trevor's mom stopped by <laughs> Adelaide's mom's house and got the ring back. Poor Adelaide. And so in the interview, Adelaide's like feeling really gypped, yeah, you know, ripped right, off. Yeah. She's like, and. His mom came and took that <laughs> ring. <laughs> Did you really say that? Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. She said she said his mom came and snatched the ring away. And <laughs> so Adelaide's mom's like, she didn't come and snatch it. She oh, came and picked I, it up. Oh, I love kids. Yeah. Oh. They're wonderful. Adelaide's yeah. parents. Trevor's parents yeah. enjoy every minute because yeah. before you know it, they'll both be 18 years old and they'll be heading off to college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that right there are the top stories in Clarksville for this week. It's your week, your news, a Clarksville Now original podcast.